Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to Following on Daily out here in India. This is episode three. I'm Neil Manthorpe and we'll be bringing you a podcast every single day during England's tour of India, which is, of course, live and exclusive on TalkSport 2. So we're less than 24 hours away from the first test between India and England here at the Rajiv Gandhi Stadium in Hyderabad. And England have named four spinners, including Joe Root, in their 11, including a debut for Tom Hartley. We'll hear exclusively from England captain Ben Stokes. And Steve Harmison will join me to give his thoughts on the series. We'll also get the Indian view from broadcaster Chetan Narula, who'll be part of our commentary team. So, as usual, plenty to come over the next 20 minutes or so. This is Following on Daily. We've been talking for a couple of weeks now. I've asked you a number of times whether England would be brave enough in their selection to pick three frontline spinners and one seamer you always said there they wouldn't go that far because they've got Joe Root as the mm. third seamer Harmy but let's start with that because that is the talking point amongst many talking points and it's come as a real shock it's come as a shock I wouldn't say like a massive massive shock because we're in India so spin bowling is anything is possible I'm surprised Anderson's not playing I'm really surprised Jimmy's not playing first test match um, you know what looking at the, t- the team it's a good team I'm really excited by the team because there's some, yeah, the, the Hartley. I'm intrigued to see how he goes. Having a leg spinner in the team, I'm intrigued by to see how Rian Ahmed goes. If Ben Stokes could bowl, this is the perfect team. Ben would open a bowling with Mark Wood. He's got four spin options. He's got you know, he's got everything covered: off spinner, leg spinner, two left arm spinners. Um, I, ju- I just you worry on if they lose the toss and then it's it's not going to spin from day one. But hey, look. This is what, like we said many, many times before, McCullum Stokes, key, they've made big decisions and they've getting them mostly spot on. And a lot of them, the ones that have gotten left field decisions, they've getting right. So I'll back them on this. The wicket looked dry yesterday, but it looked quite well held together. So yeah, let, let's wait and see. But I'm excited by the way England have gone. Mark Wood's never opened a bowling, I don't think, in for England or even probably for Durham. Um, and then you've got, who is going to open the bowling from the other end and I think it might not be one of the three spinners frontline spinners that they've picked because Hartley obviously opens the bowling in one day cricket 
I've got a funny feeling Joe Root might take the new ball for England and that um, would be left field as well. Uh, now, um, we know that Jimmy Anderson was the only frontline seamer picked at Ahmedabad um, mm. in 2021. Yeah. But Ben Stokes was bowling then, so it was two yeah. pretty much frontline seamers. The last time England picked one seamer was in 1962 um, when Bangladesh was still part of Pakistan. They played Pakistan in Dakar in 1962 and the one seamer was... Oh, Barry Knight. Barry Knight. No, I don't even. No, to be, I wouldn't say. How I much do you know about know, Barry Knight? Don't know a great deal about Barry Knight. Is that nothing? Yeah, probably nothing. Yeah, I don't know anything about Barry Knight <laughs> either. I mean, well, that's, that's amazing. Just, that's amazing. It's, it's incredible. Absolutely. I've played in games when uh, I've been involved in series where Marcus Juskovic took the new ball or Butch. I think Butch took the new ball in one of the <laughs> one of the games. But yeah, I, I get why England are playing the way they are. They've seen the pitch obviously a lot more than what we have. They've seen the, the deterioration. Or the look of the pitch over the course of the last three days, and they've come to the conclusion that if not on day one, definitely day two, and then gone beyond. Um, so it'll be interesting. Fingers crossed now for Ben to win the toss. It is intriguing, isn't it? I mean, you know, three frontline spinners, but Rian Ahmed's played a couple of test matches, and Tom Hartley's on debut. It's it is a huge, huge gamble. But then we've seen England come out here and play their full strength team and go with an, uh, a, an ordinary looking, uh, well, a normal looking yeah. England team and get well beaten. It's really intriguing as well because that's a fairly fragile, inexperienced, fairly Indian middle order. And they're going to be expected to completely dominate. So I can see Ben Stokes saying, come on then, keeping the field up, men yeah. round the bat saying, come on then, you're the best players of spin in the world, take them on. Yeah, 100%, 100% agree with you. And I think the challenge is always going to be for Ben. It's not going to be, he's never going to bowl. It was never going to be the challenge of batting. This series was always going to challenge his captaincy and his mindset and his psychology of, of the captaincy for what you've just mentioned there. You know, saying to Tom Hartley, who's got 40 first class wickets, <laughs> saying to Rian Ahmed, who's like 19, nearly 20 years old, you're doing the right thing, even though they're running down the wicket and belting you over their head, keeping the field up, keep bowling at that pace, keep trying to land it in that line. So, because of that, that's where Ben's going to earn a lot of his money and he's got to be. As he always, he's going to be proactive. He's going to be switched on. He's going to be, he's going to be in a position to say to a young bowler, right? It doesn't matter if you go for that boundary. You're doing the right thing. We're building some pressure into this plan, so stick with it. And it, it's easy for Ben to say it. He's got to make these young lads believe it, and that is going to be the biggest. I think the biggest test of Ben um, over the course of these five Test matches. It's so exciting. Let's hear from Ben Stokes earlier. Um, Andrew McKenna, Macca, had a, had a chat to him. Now, you were doing research elsewhere while this interview was taking place, but uh, you feature in it, so have a listen. <laughs> ben, I'll be honest with you. I woke up this morning, day before a test match. I was like a kid at Christmas. Do you still get that <laughs> sense of enthusiasm ahead of the start of a series like this? Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. I think when, when you don't have that emotion and that excitement, then, um, you know, uh, I don't know, might be a time to pack it in. Um, but no, I think it's, you know, the last time we were to, together out there on the field in a competitive environment was the Ashes, so it's mm. been a long time for us as well, and um, yeah, I know everyone's very excited to get going tomorrow. Five test series as well brings all of its own challenges. Mm-hmm. It does, and especially out in India. Um, India is an incredibly hard place to come and, you know, win one game, let alone a series, especially that's five matches long. Um, you know, we know that, we respect that, and, and we understand how 
big a force India is in their home conditions. But you know, we see that as an opportunity to to come out here and, and do something great. Um, it's been a long time since England and, and any team has come out here and managed to, to walk away with a victory. So, you know, we sense that as a as an opportunity for for this team to to do some special things again. How important are five test series, do you think? Or with the, the way the calendar's going, is it going to be a dying breed? I mean, I, I discovered yesterday, this is India's first home five test series since England played them in 2016. I mean, it just doesn't happen anymore. I think the best way to answer that for me is that if test series should either be three or five. Um, you know, if there's a result in every game in a series, then there should be a winner. Um, you know, two match series. You know, you could have two teams. One one team wins one, the other wins the next, and you draw, and you you're both desperate to have one more. Um, so I think, you know, if you look at the way that series are structured, if there's a result in every game, then you want there to be a winner um, and not a drawn series. There was a lot of talk about your preparation. Um, a certain lummox from the northeast of England made a lot of comments about it. Um, you're here. I take it you are where you need to be to go into this series. Yeah, we are. Look, me and me and Stephen were great friends, um, and you know, I, I know he's came out and said that we had a chat on the phone, and and we did. You know, it wasn't an argument or anything like that. It was just uh, sort of, you know, two two people who have a relationship outside of of the media, just sort of chatting through things. Um, and look, you know, we've had an unbelievable prep up in Abu Dhabi. Uh, we got exactly what we wanted out of it, um, and you know, we have third day training here before we start, and. You know, it's a five-match test series. It's going to be a long one. Um, it's very tiring on the body. Um, and what you don't want to be do is, is overcooking ourselves as a group um, because of how much training or how much prep we've got into it. It's about the time of preparation that you have is making sure that that is worthwhile and the intensity is where you need it to be. Because um, what we don't want is get into the sort of the back half of the series and lads being tired. You guys always talk about controlling the controllables. Of course, what you've not been able to control is the stuff around the human side of the game. And obviously, Harry's had to go home, and now Bash has had to go home to hopefully sort his, his visa out. How do you deal with that as a squad? Yeah, look, it's, a, it's obviously an unfortunate um, situation that both sides, you know, mm. obviously with, with Harry having to leave us and Beer out missing the first two games. And, you know, when it comes to personal issues like that, um, you know, cricket, you know, does should never and I hope never trumps that um, you know I think some people outside of it think because of what this game has given us the opportunities that has allowed us to to go and do what we do um, sometimes you may think oh I need to to do this because of that but family um, personal all that kind of stuff trumps anything else so um, you know we obviously send all our wishes to, to Brookie all our wishes to Virat um, and obviously with the bash situation again it's it's frustrating as a captain um, but he's had a you know I know the lads have get, got around him um, we managed to keep one of our um, travel crew back with him I know he's back in London now so hopefully we're going to be seeing him over here on the weekend How are you more importantly because obviously you've had an operation since since mm. we last saw you how is it all? Yeah it's gone well um, it was good to get out here on grass you know obviously back home in the freezing cold weather in the northeast, you're <laughs> pretty limited to what you can do outside uh, but since we got to Abu Dhabi, sort of hit the floor running, um, put myself through my paces because, you know, it was all just about testing the water to see how how much I could do without sort of any discomfort, but then also seeing how I had to pull up the next day because, um, yeah, you know, five five days of test cricket, you know, you've got to back those days up. So I put myself through pretty intense workouts in, in Abu Dhabi because what I didn't want to do is, is, is leave any decision about me not playing too late 
because um, obviously that would mean that Popey would have to come in and I didn't want to make, throw that responsibility in him, on him last minute. Um, but look, I, I got through everything that I needed to in Abu Dhabi, got here and yeah, it's good to go. Is there any chance we could see you bowl in this series or is that already no chance? No, it's, you know, the last ball I bowled was in the Ashes against uh, Lords. Um, so yeah, you know, you've got to think about how long that's been. Um, and bowling is incredibly brutal on the body. Um, so, you know, I'm going to have a long period of getting back to bowling because uh, it's not just as simple as having surgery, I can get back to bowling again. I've got to build myself up. Um, so hopefully by the summer I'll be able to play a full role as, as I have done for the first, well, better than I have done the last two years. Recently you've been in the position to, to name your team uh, a day before the game. Are you in a position to be able to, to do something similar to that today? Yeah, um, we are going, so we've got Tom Hartley making his debut. Uh, we're going with the one-seamer with Mark Wood, um, the batting lineup. Uh, we've got Johnny Slotton in at five, uh, with, with Brookie unfortunately having to go home. Ben folks at seven with the gloves. Um, so yeah, our spin department is Leach, uh, Ray and Tom. Rooty, obviously. Uh, and yeah, we've gone with the one, one seamer and Matt Wood. Exciting team. Um, yeah, it is. And it's, again, you know, it's about looking at the pitch out here and seeing how it changes over the couple of days before the, before the game starts and going, right, what do we think is going to give us the best opportunity to, to win the game? You know, there's always that thing, do we play one seamer or two seamers? Um, but Personally, I think we, we will get out, get more out of our third spinner than we would do out of um, you know playing that extra seamer, um, especially if the game goes deeper and deeper. Just finally, I know you can do what you like with stats. India have lost three of their last 45 home test matches. Does a stat like that excite you to, to go out and prove that actually they're not infallible? Or, or how, do you, how do you approach this series knowing that a side are so dominant in their own conditions? Um, well, I think just respecting it and knowing how hard it is. But, you know, we focus on ourselves more than what we focus on the opposition. But, you know, as I said, I know how, how hard India is to play out here, how hard they are to beat. Um, but look, you know, it's an opportunity for, for us to go out and do something special. And that's how we're looking at it. England captain Ben Stokes talking to uh, Andrew McKenna just a, a couple of hours ago. Um, I told you that you <laughs> featured there. I was always going to. I wish I'd gone and asked the first question and say, well, Ben, I think the obvious question would be some numpty put you under pressure <laughs> a few weeks ago by creating a headline neither of us wanted, talking about the preparation. But how had the preparation gone? And the preparation's gone, I think, very, very well. Um, he's right. We've got a great relationship. We've gone back far too far to... To, to talk about anything other than you know being good friends, I'm desperate for this team to win. I never want any any team that that Ben Stokes is in to lose or have a bad time or have, have him have a bad time. Um, I've been there when he was at his these sort of dark times when he was injured and when he was out for obvious obviously for other reasons and for his, his health reasons. Um, I, I hope, I really hope he has a good tour. I really hope he has a good tour because if he has a good tour. England will have a good tour and that's all we can ask for as supporters and as former players uh, we were led by a brilliant human being and um, his stance when he came when, he, when we had that, that, that sort of that, that chat was about him defending or not defending his team but him talking about passionately about the reason why we're doing this because we think the right thing we to do is because of this team so anybody that has a go that I feel as though I've got respect for I'm going to have a go back and um, that's why I love him to bits. I always thought, you know, that at some point he would have a bowl. Not in this test match, mm. but I just thought that he would get enough work in his legs 
in Abu Dhabi mm. in between tests, if not here, and he would have a bowl. But he absolutely categorically ruled that out and said hopefully he'd be ready for the summer. Yeah, I think he more more for the summer. I, I look at him now, I can't believe he's in the physical shape he's in, and I know how hard he works. I can't believe, at post-operation, he's in a position that he looks like now. He looks unbelievable. He looks physically strong. He looks mentally strong, as we've just heard. Um, and I seen him running. I seen him running yesterday and today. That when you when you see them opening his legs and he's getting going, there was always the limp. It's still there a little bit, but it, as a as a body, he looks as good as what he's had done for for a number of years. He and looks skinny. He huh? does look skinny, and that for me it shows how hard he's worked to get himself in a position to get back on the field. He's passionate about Test cricket. He's passionate about this team. And he's made sure when he's had the operation, I think 50 days, I think it was, before to get to here. Um, I'm not sure many cricketers would have gone through what he's gone through to get himself on the field because he's captain, because it's his team. And I think that's why I'm desperate for him to do well. All right, lots more to talk about, but uh, let's get the Indian perspective now from Chetan Narula, who joins us on the commentary team. He'll be with us in this test match and hopefully for the rest of the series that's the plan anyway um, and I actually started off by asking him the same obvious question about England's amazing selection there's a lot of excitement about this series and people are expecting England to do something crazy <laughs> and you know what it's just done it from a starting point of view they have absolutely done it and um, you know three spinners does it say that this pitch is going to be a rank turner because you want to take advantage of that or it says you know what it's going to turn a lot later on first couple of days it's going to be really good for batting but that is an absolutely bonkers combination that England's have, England has gone with and, and the big question is who's going to take the new ball with Mark Wood? There's that question now see I'm trying to remember the last time I and it was before my I'm, I'm very quick to say it's before my professional career began but I do remember India doing this Four spinners, because I remember Sunil Gavaskar, when I was a schoolboy, taking the new ball. He'd he'd trundle in and bowl three or four overs of medium pace, and then the spinners would take over. I can't remember who they They played one team. Was it Kapil Dev? Um, Yes, Kapil Dev at that time. And uh, and also, I think it was before Kapil Dev as well, because 1971, they used to didn't have too many paces at that time. So, look, I was not even born. Uh, My parents (laughs) were not even married then, so not even close (laughs) to being born. Um, In 2012, India did that against England in the must-win test in Nagpur. Um, Didn't go their way, obviously. Uh, Ravindra Jareja played that test match. Piyush Chawla was in that particular test match. And... uh, uh, I think it was Ishan Sharma, the lone pacer in that game. The ball, the ball didn't rise above knee height, so obviously you were not going to take 20 wickets. But let me assure you, we're going to get 20 wickets over here, one way or another. It is fascinating because I mean, yesterday Steve Harmison and I looked at the pitch, and 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 it didn't look like a rank turner. No. I mean, I remember Nagpur 2015. I mean, you, the dust was blowing off it two days before the test began. I mean, there wasn't a blade of grass on it. This has got live grass on it. I'm sure it'll get shaved. But it doesn't look an underprepared rank turner. No, it doesn't. And I had a chat with Brendan McCullum, uh, you know, just before Ben Stokes named the 11. And he said, you know what, looks like a good pitch. And I was like, if you're happy with the pitch, that that (laughs) must mean something crazy is going on. So... uh, Last year, the indoor track, third test match against Australia, over in, what, two and a half days, and the ball was turning from wall one, and, you know, puffs of dust. That was an underprepared pitch. This looks nothing like that. This looks a proper track, and you're absolutely right. They were actually watering. There were pictures of the pitch being watered on Monday. Probably would have upset Rahul Ravid and Rohit Sharma a bit. Uh, But look, I think it's going to be a decent wicket. I'm not going to be brave enough to predict how long the game's going on for... 
but I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see something in it for both the batters and the bowlers. Let's talk about the Indian team briefly and the yeah. absence of Virat Kohli for the first two test matches. Obviously, we can talk about the cricketing side of things, yeah. but everyone knows that. I mean, the, the guy's a genius. Um, but, but I don't know, from a, from a is psychological the right word, but from a, a spiritual perspective, yeah. cricketing spirits, that is, uh, how much of a loss... Will he be? A uh, huge loss, huge loss uh, for India, no doubt about it. I mean, if you look at the batting lineup right now, Yashasvi Jaiswal played the four test matches, Shubman Gill 20 test matches, 12 test matches for Shreyas Ayer. So that's what, 36 test matches between the three of them. That's lightweight experience for the Indian middle order. Uh, so a lot comes down on Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul. And of course, you have one of the two, uh, two wicketkeeper batters. They haven't played a lot of test cricket. I mean, if Dhruv Jurel plays, he, that's going to be his test debut. So, from that perspective, India, if we can say so, they're a bit lightweight on experience in terms of runs. A lot will come down on Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul in this particular match or the next match, in fact. So, nobody can fill Virat Kohli's shoes at the moment. There's, that's, there's no doubt about that. But I think if India were way ahead of England going into the series... I think it's just evened things a little bit. Maybe made it 55-45, I don't know, going into the first test. OK, just quickly, talking about that Indian middle order, I sense a game of double bluff coming up yeah. because, you know, ask ask the, those players, Sri Asaya and them, with, whether they would be happy playing against three front-line spinners. And they're most likely to say, uh, yes. Um, so Tom Hartley's on debut. Rian yeah. Ahmed's played a couple of test matches. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I sense, I can see Ben Stokes having attacking fields, everybody in, saying to those guys, come on then, you're great players of spin, we all know that, take them on, take them on. Yeah, I think that's the kind of dice they're rolling with, England, at the moment. I think uh, they're going to tempt the Indian batters. Shreya Sayyid is absolutely going to love it, Rohit Sharma is going to love it. I think all of the Indian batters are going to love it, that they're going to have so many spinners, especially if it doesn't turn out to be a ranked turner, which means if India's batting first, first couple of days, really good for batting. But there are two ways it's going to go down. Either Indian batters are going to attack the spinners and get out, or they're going to score a ton load of runs. <laughs> I mean, so many runs that England will be like, OK, you know what, how many do we have to score now? So that's the only two possibilities here. But again, to my mind, England have rolled the dice. They're tempting India into getting into that higher gear. What did Rahul Dravid say yesterday? That we're not going to get out of our comfort zone. We're going to assess the situation. All of our batters play positive cricket, aggressive cricket, but we're going to assess the situation and then play it. How do England play it? They just go hammer and tongs. So they are throwing the gauntlet down to India and saying, attack our spinners, play like we do. I think they've learned a lot from that Ashes. Chet, it's so good to have you as part of the team. Um, I'm going to ask you for your prediction because um, I know it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's always difficult, but we, we get asked, um, we ask each other because yeah. our viewers and our listeners like it when we uh, go with a prediction, even if we end up with egg on our face. I will tell you, though, to yeah. make life easier for you, that Harmi and I have agreed. We've both gone 4-1. To England India. Win. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes, 4-1 to India. So um, yours? Um, well, I think, and I've been on a couple of shows uh, here in India, and you know we've discussed predictions there. <laughs> so I'll say what I've said there. Either India's winning this 4-0 final, or it's going to be the greatest test series of the modern-day era, where it's 2-2 going into Dharamsala, <laughs> and we're going to have an absolutely bonkers final test match. There's not going to be any in-between. It's either 4-0 final to India or 4-1, like you said. Or 
it's going to be an absolutely bonkers, crazy, close series, 2-2, and, you know, decider in, in the mountains. What are the chances of the second option? Uh, I would, okay, let's say 70-30 or 80-20. Let, <laughs> let's go with that. Chet Narula, brilliant to have you, as I said, and uh, we'll, we'll see you for... Um, for the first session tomorrow. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Can't, uh, can't wait. And of course, you can listen to all of us here on TalkSport. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. That's Chad Narula, who'll be on our commentary team. And remember, every single uh, ball uh, is live here on TalkSport 2. The first test match starts at 4am. We'll be on air from 3.30am. Uh, he was talking about the absence of Virat Kohli there. And it is, it's a big leveller, yeah. isn't it? it? Really, I mean, it's, it's a big leveller. I, I wrote a column last night about Verenda Sewag and talking about how it is possible to score big runs and score them quickly as yeah. well. It's not unprecedented. I mean, it, you know, in decades gone by, England have come here, and even when they're batted first, they've batted with caution. Mm. But this is a, you know, not not carefree, but a brave England team. And if they do win the toss, I don't think it will spin much on on day one. Maybe even day two. Um, you know, Ben Duckett, Zach Crawley, that middle order, and there's batting depth now as well with folks at seven, uh, Rian Ahmed, I presume, yeah. or Tom Hartley at eight, batting down. You know, there's there's. Scoreboard pressure could be massive. It could be massive, and you know, I mentioned Verinder Sehwag. It, he was he was very very difficult to bowl to in them <laughs> early sort of early ten overs, and they put you on the back foot straight away. I remember in Chennai in that in the first Test match in when when uh, when we came back after the terrorist attack, and it, they chased three hundred and eighty, and they only chased three hundred and eighty for one reason, and it was Verinder Sehwag. <laughs> you know, it wasn't Sachin's hundred. It wasn't. I mean, Verinder Sehwag got them in a position 
to believe that 380 in a deer was possible. And that was largely down to how badly I bowled, how badly Jimmy bowled, but <laughs> he put us under pressure, and that's what he can do. And that, for me, is what this great team is, this, this good England team's got. England's got a great mentality for, for uh, I think, for throwing punches back. So if, if India come and start throwing punches and get on top, England's not going to stand there and just take them. Maybe years gone by, that's what's happened. I think this team will throw punches back. Might go horribly wrong. It might go a kamikaze wrong, and England get rolled over for 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 a, a small total in a reckless way. But they'll not die wondering. And I think that mentality over five Test matches, what's what stands it for me? That's what gives me hope that England can have a good series out here. I think there's going to be passages in this series where England are in the game and going to be doing well, and they're going to be on top. Um, I always come back to the fact that their spin bowlers and our spin bowlers. There's a gulf between the two. I think the rest are, are pretty much covered. Um, and we all know the games go fast forward here. So when nothing's happening, and all of a sudden within 10 overs, we've lost four wickets and the game's over. So that I think if that doesn't happen to England often, England have got a great chance. But I fear that this is where India will be, probably the where India will be more dominant and in, India will probably have the more chance of winning this series. And by the way, if you're not watching us already on uh, the uh, TalkSport Cricket YouTube channel, do subscribe and you get to see our, our mugs as well as hear our voices. Final question then. Um, there's no handbrake in this England bowling attack. There's nobody who can apply the handbrake, I don't think. It's a question. I phrased it as a statement, unfortunately. But, you know, I, I, I just Jimmy Anderson, for example, mm. could, could come in and, and bowl maidens um, and, and just dry it, dry it up. But if Tom Hartley gets an attack of the nerves, India get after Jack Leach successfully. Uh, Rian Armoured, we know, can be yeah, yeah. expensive. Um, so Ben's approach as captain is, well, uh, if the brakes have failed and we're going downhill, just steer really yeah. carefully. <laughs> steer really carefully. Um, get into a contest. This is, this is how I see England being successful. If they're going to be successful out here, Ben's got to create contests. He's got to create contests, like you do in One Day Cricket, and create a contest, create scenarios where... That suits England's bowlers. You know, get in, don't let the game meander. Don't let the, the, the scoreboard just tick over and tick over and tick over. England have got to try, especially if the turning pitches, if we get ridiculous turning pitches, England have got to try and get into a, a battle between bowler and batter on either side, when they've got ball in hand or when they've got bat in hand. And that, for me, the genuine contest, I think England, that's, if England can have that many game plan, that game plan and have as many contests as possibly can throughout the five days, I think England might come off on top and win. If the game meanders and if a game goes slowly and somebody gets in, then their level of, I think their skill sets are a little bit better than ours and I think that's where they might take the game away from us. So for me, get into, a, get into situations where there's a contest on um, and back yourself to do it and I'm sure that's what Ben's trying to tell the players right now. Hopefully we'll have uh, some time to show you a little bit more of the city. Um, but if it goes five days, then we probably won't because uh, we'll be heading off to uh, the second test match in Vishakapatnam. But just uh, this beautiful lake behind mm. us, you know, was excavated in 1562. It's been there a long yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful it's a beautiful city. You see the palace in the background, the statue of, of Gandhi. So it, it is a beautiful city and it's a great place to come and tour India. It is your first your eyes open when you first get here. But once you get here, there's, there's a lot of people sitting around us from, from touring groups. They're going to love it. They're going to love it. The stadium's beautiful and our fingers crossed England can have a good start because if they get off to a good start, 
they've got a chance in the series. If India win the toss and they get off to a good start, then the challenge will be, I think, all the more harder. Every ball, live and exclusive on TalkSport 2. The first one at 4am UK time will be on air from 3.30. Can't wait. I'll get off my step now. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast. Now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, for more cricket content, you can listen to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 every Tuesday evening as Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winners Steve Harmison debate the biggest stories with a host of big names. And if you want to send us a question to a member of the TalkSport team, you can tweet us at cricket underscore TS and we'll answer your question on the next podcast. But for now, you've been listening to Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson, and me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of How I'd Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here.